I love that you have my name on your actual body. Look at that thing. Someone I gave mean, me it, a Schmidt shirt. It's pretty goddamn tight, I'll tell you that. Like, tight-wise, like, looks good or tight, like, it's too nah, tight? It looks, it looks like it's painted on me. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have any guns, so stop doing that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right. You got, a, you got a Puma on your arm. A Puma? Is that what that was? What is that yeah. tattoo of? Ah, oh, Rocky. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Forgot. All right. Should we restart the show? Or is no. This how we're rolling in. We're rolling in. <laughs> we're rolling in. This All is right, how everyone. you ended. This is how your weekend started, finished, uh, and now it's going to continue to Tuesday. If this doesn't sum up my weekend, I don't know what is. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Are A lot sure to talk about. Are you sure it's Tom Lavelle still? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure of anything anymore, Tim. I'm really, I'm really not. But, uh... You know, we're going to get to all of that. Yeah. On this week's show, we got a lot of topics to cover, including Phillies winning. Currently not winning, but they have been on a bit of a winning streak. The U.S. Open. People that cheat at golf. Father's Day. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Hook. And Tom's 40th birthday. Tim, let's just get right into the meat of the situation. My 40th birthday. In theory, it was supposed to be amazing. You know, we had it all set up. I had the day off. We had a party planned, open bar, food, golf during the day, party at night, friends coming from all over to see and celebrate me, right? It should be great. Well, unfortunately, things took a turn for the worse. And, you know, not that I think one of the biggest things that bothers me, Tim, is not that it necessarily took a turn for the worst. It was maybe the time that it took a turn for the worst. You know, I've had things take a turn and and end poorly before, but Mm -hmm. usually not as early as when I had the things take a turn. All right. So before, Tom, before we really get into that situation right obviously you you know when that actually hit right you know when it hit but Roughly. like let's kind of let's kind of go through the day right like okay. you had this let's let's talk about the timeline here like let's let's talk about what was actually planned versus what actually really happened so woke up in the morning get ready i had my stuff set up i get dressed um mm-hmm. go Head to the golf course. Sitting at the golf course, I brought uh, some drinks, and um, my cousin was generous enough to bring some Taco Bell breakfast for everyone to uh, share. I don't believe you got some of that, Tim. You didn't. Did you didn't not. partake. No, I'm not a. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna indulge in uh, any Taco Bell before I tee off for a four and a half hour round of golf on a Saturday, Tom. I will not do that. Right, that could lead to a bad situation. Could could lead that to maybe that round being cut in half. (laughs) So we go out, we play the round, nice day, you know, beautiful day, a little windy, but I all in all, it was 
a really nice day. And I don't even start drinking until the back nine, right? So then I start having some of these uh, stateside seltzers, which is like a vodka um, club soda. Sure. And, you know, I want to say maybe you had like three or four of them there. Now, I will say I had a breakfast sandwich. I had a cup of coffee, part of a cup of coffee at least, and uh, a small Gatorade. And then I started drinking. So then, well, look, hold on, hold on. So just just to clarify, I do appreciate what you did in terms of your 40th birthday party, because like, look, 40s, it's a big number, right? Right. Right. 40s, a big number. You're 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 basically half dead. Okay. I would say you're close. And you want to celebrate in a way that that is most meaningful to to you. And and what's near and dear to your heart is your friends, your family and and obviously golf. Right. Yeah. And the place where you work, which, you know, you're a bartender and and you love you love having those relationships there and you're you're very good at what you do. Whoa. And, Are you hey, buttering me? Where's this? What's where's this I'm, headed? I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, look, this is this is, in my opinion, this was a solid 40th birthday set plan. up. It was yes. a good plan. It was a good plan. Golf in the morning. Bar in the afternoon where you work, open bar, solid people around you all the way throughout. No one to take advantage of you. It was very, it was very good. It was a good setup. Okay. Most people sometimes get a little carried away with their 40th, especially women. They like to go, you know, on extravagant adventures to different parts of the world. And, you know, right. I'm not doing a destination. I'm more about, and almost what becomes the shame of it, and I guess we'll get into that later. I'm more about who is there as mm-hmm. opposed to where I'm at. You know what I sure. mean? I can have fun anywhere. It can be in my backyard. It could be in a side yard, apparently. It can be uh, at a bar, local bar. It could be at a bar that's a far away. So, Either way. So real quick, so solid round of golf, okay? Like nothing really A little pricey, I would oh. say, the golf was. I mean, that's what golf is in, in this area right now. It's a little ridiculous. There's only like five public golf courses to play, but we'll get into that in a different segment. But, Tom, nothing of significance happened. No, no, like hole in ones. No, nothing, nothing no, crazy. Nothing no. crazy. Uh, but a solid uh, day of golf, yeah, right? Some good shots, boys. some fun, making memories with the boys. You know what I mean? And, a, couple, uh, a couple beverages throughout. Couple bevs. I did whack a tea at the end of it with uh, our friend Jeff, um, and uh, you know, then we uh, headed back to the bar. And I actually I went home to change my uh, sneakers. I grabbed a couple more of the state sides. I had one of those on the way to the bar. I get to the bar. I get another one, and I set up a table for people to start playing beer pong. I figure we're going to be at the bar. Let's give the people something to do. Set up beer pong. I helped my wife finish setting up for the party. People start rolling in. We're having a good time. I went over to the jukebox. I put in like 30 bucks in the jukebox. I had already come up with a list of songs I wanted to play and somewhat the order that I wanted them to play so that it would lead to a crescendo, you know, yes. of, of the That's night where we would have, um, you know, the party build and the fun and just elevate and elevate. And as people are coming in, I'm having more and more fun. There's plenty of pictures of me 
having a great time seeing friends, old, new, mm-hmm. people that I see all the time, people that I don't see often, and just laughing and having fun and 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 doing the normal thing, Tim. Tom, the plan seemed flawless. Let's talk about the execution. Mm. Well, Tim, it's funny. You mentioned something earlier when you said there was no one around to take advantage of me besides myself, Tim. (laughs) And you know what? The goal to me is when I'm going out of what always seems to lead to trouble is shots. If I start doing shots, that's when I can get into some trouble. Now, I've had times where I've gone out and I've done some shots and had some fun and there was no trouble at all. And you think, oh, I got it figured out. You know, I've got these shots things figured out. Well, as people started to roll in, I guess, specifically around the 6 p.m. hour, they were coming in and people wanted to do a, have a drink with me, have a shot with me. Have a, and funny enough, the next like couple days afterwards, I'm being told about these shots that I had done. Oh, you did this one. And I said, that wasn't a good idea, says my wife. Oh, and then you're doing that one. I said, well, that's not a good idea. And there's a lot more shots that are being told to me that I did that I don't remember doing. Mm. And my one buddy said to me, he said, Tom, uh, you looked like you were fine. And then at one, the next moment, I went over and, and saw you and it, you look cross-eyed. <laughs> Well, Tom, that's usually how it works, right? Yeah. So, so usually the alcohol hits, and uh, you know it's kind of it's good night, Irene. And uh, at what point, Tom, do you think? You know, do you have a have you narrowed it down? Have you figured out like a time where maybe that might have occurred with you? I'm thinking a little around 7 p.m. I think it was around 7 p.m. The party was from <laughs> four to seven. So I will say, <laughs> if I didn't make it to the end of the party, I think I was close. I would say I'm going from 6.45 to 7.15 is that window of where things really started to turn, and I don't... Hey, so, so, Tom, why don't we get into a little bit of a back and forth here, Tom? Why don't we tell... Why don't we talk to to your whole just mental state in your approach to when you arrive back to grams, right? So okay. you get back to grams, you're feeling good after shooting a 90 ish. Yeah. 90 ish. Yeah. Right. You're feeling solid. And, um, you know, say, you know, your first friend approaches you with a shot and, uh, you know, maybe that shot's a, uh, Jameson, right? Right. And you decide that, Hey, maybe this is a good time, right? You get back to the bar at two thirty ish, three o'clock this is the time that you're going to start your first shot. Yeah. I, uh, when did I have my first shot? I don't remember the time I had my first shot. I will say I did start playing beer pong rather quickly and we weren't playing like drink the cups, Mm. but the state sides were going down quickly, Mm. you know? And I mentioned earlier that I had the breakfast sandwich, some coffee and a Gatorade. That's all I had. And when we got back to the bar, there was a pretzel tray set up and some uh, Chick-fil-A nuggets. And I popped a couple of those. And that's pretty much all I ate the whole day. So just to be clear, your approach was to steer clear from food 
and just stay strictly with alcohol. alcohol. Yes. Fluids. <laughs> and not the fluids, not non-alcoholic fluids, just yeah. alcoholic <laughs> fluids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I don't know I mean, if that was necessarily the plan, but everyone's got a plan until mm-hmm. they get hit in the face with a, a shot. And so a couple of those shots started to come. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I do remember my one buddy showing up and I said, let's do a shot, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's do a bomb or something like that. And I, next thing you know, it's a, it's a cup of Dude, something to chuck. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and point blame, you know, and, and wag my finger at you and say, you, you shouldn't have done this. And well, listen, Tom, when you're in such a good mood and it seemed as if you were in such a great mood on Saturday night, uh, or Saturday, I should say, because I wasn't back there with you uh, at the bar on on Saturday. Um, you know, the beverages start flowing. It's you know, you you just kind of lose control on what is actually happening, and yeah, it feels like every time you grab a beer, it's your first beer. And you know what? Sharing a beer with I don't know twenty five to forty of your friends. It feels pretty normal, and you want to have one beer with each of them, and sometimes it can kind of compile up a little bit, and it'll catch up to you, Tommy. Well, Tim, that is what happened. And so that's, I guess, and I appreciate you saying that because, you know, look, things happen. And I think a lot of people, certainly they've been very generous to me in how they've approached me after what had happened. You know, everyone's been very empathetic. There's another good word, right? And they, they've, I'm killing it with these words. You're, breaking, you're breaking out the vocabulary right yeah. now. You must have done some research. <laughs> Did you prepare a statement, Tom? I prepared a statement. And so um, I would say everyone has been very nice. A lot of people were stunned to see me in the state that it turned into. They had not ever seen me like that. They seem to think I'm always in control. And I'm one of those people. And a lot of times I'm behind the bar and I am like the person that's kind of, that's my job. And so um, I do like to get after it though. And my friends know that I do get after it sometimes and a clear, and a lot of them now know that I certainly do. So what's embarrassing is I know better. You know what I mean? I 100% know better that no. you got to no, no, build no. a base, no, no, you got to no, no, eat, no, you have no, to do better. No, no, you're not getting away with I know better. You're not you're not getting away I with I do. That. Yeah, yeah, of course you're 40 years old. Everyone exactly. knows better at 40 years old. Yeah, right. But and so then I did out, it again. And what you did was absolutely <laughs> insane and fantastic. <laughs> and it is it's never gonna be done ever again. <laughs> I hope not for anyone else's sake. You're not gonna do it at 50, you're not no. gonna do it at 60. No. You certainly yeah, you used up your 40 card and it was it was awesome. Uh, so <laughs> I've been getting a lot of that. Now I don't want to glorify this because let me tell you, I was not happy with the way things happened. And at some point, what and for the people that don't know, they're just listening. I end up on the side of where I work, on the ground, throwing up in the grass, daylight. You know, everyone is there watching me. Like, look at this animal, this mess of a human being just on the uh, side of this building, 
yakking up his life, cursing everyone out, telling him to get the fuck away from him, blah, 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 all this other shit. Just yeah. being a complete mess. My one friend, I think, was kneel kneeling in the in my puke. My another friend, I think, dropped puke like like puke out on his phone. You know, people are like trying to protect me from other people filming, They're, like yelling at other people, or some people are trying to film me and you know, like, you know, because it's funny and whatever. And so it's like, I, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm just so like, what the hell? And like a complete drunken state and just like so depressed. Like, what the fuck? Like, I knew I'm I'm on the side. I'm like it's sitting over there and I'm like, I can't move. I'm going to be sick. But like, I know I've fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm over there like, this is awful. <laughs> so then somehow they get me into a car because eventually i'm like okay i can move like i can be moved i was like if you move me i'm gonna fucking throw up everywhere just leave me here it's cool i'm on the ground like i'm just trying to like catch my bearings they get me into a car my brother drives me home my head leaning out the car the whole way and i'm like <laughs> like out, out the car Not even like yeah uh... yeah well just like i get like a heavy like br- breather you know i start going uh, uh, like that you know so which is even more embarrassing and uh, i get home there's a babysitter at my house my wife's like hey just have the kids in a room we don't want the kids to see him like this my brother gets me into the house up into the bathroom i'm on the floor next thing you know i wake uh, up i'm in bed my wife's in there and i will say this my wife for as much as she was like helping me throughout the situation she is the type of person that any bad situation, she magnifies how bad it is. So I'm not getting any good news. You know what I mean? And so what I already know is bad is now like, you know, doomsday is coming. She is she's telling me, you know, well, you did this and you uh, did this. Best, yeah, yeah. But like, look, I mean, kudos to your wife because look, she set up the party, right? And right. she she set she up the really, party. She footed everything. She like had it all set up for me, and now she's got this mess on her hands that she's like, uh, "What do I do now?" And she's still married to you, so that's a good <laughs> thing. That's solid. That's solid. As of right um, now. <laughs> but I mean, kudos to her. But I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, if I if it was me, you know, I'd be like, "Listen, you know, like, I'd embellish everything that you did." I'd be like, <laughs> "Yes, yeah." Yeah, yeah, you were, you were, you, you were dropping bombs left and right. You were, you took a shit in the bathroom yeah. and you threw it against the wall. Like, I had to clean that up. <laughs> I would have, I would have added to the list, dude. I would have made you look even worse than you actually were. I would have made you feel terrible. But hey, look, listen, we all go through it. it we've all been there before. Um, the funny part about it, in my opinion, was. The next day is Father's Day, so, <laughs> so you you absolutely get completely shit shit faced hammered, and then you follow it up, and you're expecting showers of love and <laughs> and, and like Tom, just yeah. hey, do your thing. It's Father's Day, you know, just like let I loose. Think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people look. I mean. And kudos to you. You got you went to play golf, and it was it was a nice round, and it was fun. But, we did have fun, and I and I did feel better. I mean, I still have the anxiety of like, 
seems like everyone that comes in, I owe an explanation to what's going on. Like everyone comes in like, ah, you're alive, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm alive. I was like, so you were here, huh? And they're like, yeah, I was here. What? Like, and a couple people I've been fortunate were there and had to leave early. So that was good. But uh, yeah, the big shame of it is, is my friends that I do not get to see very often that were there that I did not get to hang out with longer. If this would have happened at 11 p.m., it's a way different story than when, if it happens at, at 7, you know what I mean? But, or even on your 21st birthday and not your 40th, you know? Like- oh, it happened on my 21st birthday. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> my 21st was out of control. I haven't been, I haven't felt this, you know, there's a couple times. It, you know, it comes up not like this. This might be the worst ever, but the there's like since i was 21 but there's a couple times you know every every uh couple years or something you know we there there's a big banger that dude uh Tom just, gets a little crazy and it, it, well a crazy story but like dude like me me and uh my three bodies we went on a fucking we went on a bachelor party um dude it must have been like 10 years ago and we only had there's only three of us that could go and we ended up going to, to vegas so there was a total of four of us and we were out there we lost one of our friends um did the first night and like we had we didn't see him till the end of the trip and by the time we were, we were supposed to get back like dude this dude was supposed to get married so like we lost him the entire time and like we didn't know how to tell his wife like dude like we lost we lost fucking Steve, dude. Like he's, he's nowhere to be found. And dude, my other buddy ended up with a tattoo on his face. Really? (laughs) Wait, is this the one where you guys ran into Mike Tyson? Is this the one where you and Mike Tyson, you saw Mike Tyson out there? Yeah. Yeah. Ran into Mike and he had a tiger. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're carrying a baby around with you. (laughs) so very i mean i i hear you dude we all have those those hangover experiences funny enough my bachelor party i did wake up with the mike tyson tattoo on my face um i would like to share with the with our audience maybe what my mother texted me the next morning Uh, yes yes (laughs) if you will now i will say this my mom was there was a big life-size cutout of me, Tim, that you see. I saw that. Yeah. She thought while I was on the grass outside that it would be great to go out with the life-size cutout and get a picture with me with the life-size cutout. (laughs) So that's where my mom is. So my mom texted me and my wife the next day. Great part. Did she do it? Did she do journal style? Tom. Oh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit (laughs) of a, it's a bit of a journal entry. So, Great party. Thank you so much. I love you very much. I said, my reply, this is Sunday at 9 a.m. What an embarrassment. (laughs) Right? That was my reply. She goes, I disagree. I'm very proud of you, Tommy. (laughs) I I disagree? Really? From my perspective, you and Nicole threw a lovely party. Everything was great. Your guests were so happy to celebrate with you. All day, I heard. Tom is a great guy. Tom is the best guy. No, Tom is a great friend. I love you, son. He is one of the finest people I know, etc. And guess what? Tom, they are right. You are the best. 
I am proud of you for being you. It brought me joy to witness the extended family you and Nicole have created. Such great people who care deeply for you and who come to your party for one reason, to celebrate with you. I want you to remember you had a great 40th birthday. Your wrestling match with abominable alcohol didn't end in your favor, but trust me, <laughs> you were enjoying all but the last round. Focus on the other rounds. Well, uh, I guess yeah, that was nice, yeah. Mom. Uh, that's, that's solid. That's a good mom right there. She always looks to see uh, the bright side of things. You know, even someone... Even a serial killer's mom has love for them. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, My listen, son's the best serial killer there's ever been. You know, that'll Jeffrey, there has been no one ever that this member of body like you. <laughs> you are such a fantastic son. And my God, you'll be remembered forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that pretty much sums up the 40th birthday party. Um you know, still, still kind of recovering. I'm having a, a beverage now. We're gonna, uh, we are gonna show some of these pictures of like you, like dancing, like right on, over my shoulder, or like they're gonna. Well, right, what like we're gonna you. do is, Tim, our conversation. I'm thinking that we just had. We'll clip it up. We'll take some of the stuff from the clips. We'll mix in some pictures and some videos from that yeah. day, and put that out as our teaser for this week's episode. Luckily, I was able to stay in touch with um, your boss. Yeah, that was okay. Great, and he and he was able to, to send you some footage. In, yeah, fill me in on the uh, the workings and the minute by minute, essentially, downfall of Tommy Lavelle on Saturday night, and it was it was entertaining. <laughs> you did send me a great. We should put that in there too. The video that you sent me, like, yeah, but I hear it didn't go so good for you. Cheers. But um, or it, and then your regret that you went golfing instead of to the party. The uh, yeah. yeah. The one thing I have noticed: a lot of people. Now I said there was a lot of people that were empathetic, that were very kind and very, you know, hey, it happens and yada yada, kind of like you've been doing, which I appreciate, Tim. Uh, but I did notice a lot of people very happy to see me in that situation. You know, I mean, I'm I'm one of them. Yeah, I, and and listen. <laughs> Uh, Tom, you are you got you walk the line, Tom. You know you you're usually on the other side of the bar, and I think that's that has a lot to do with it, Tom. I right. think you're serving people most of the time, and right. and it's finally the prison guard is the one that's getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They see they the see inmates that. are now. Oh, there yeah, we go. Look at, yeah. Look at this guy. He does have some vices a little bit, huh? <laughs> you know, he he does buy cigarettes from the guy in the prison. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, I think that that has something to do with it, there, Tom. But uh, yeah, big slice of humble pie I've been eating the last couple days. But hey, you know what, Tim? At the end of the day. I'm happy I'm me and, uh, you know, I is what I is. I can't change it. You know what I mean? <laughs> as as Popeye once says, I is what I is. So no, no that, other way to spin it, Tommy. Yeah. That concludes the, uh, the discussion of the 40th birthday party. Now let's move on to something that me and you have been talking about for a little bit now. We're both dads and we're both now introducing movies that we loved when oh. we were growing up. To our kids now as they're getting older. And as they get older, you say, you know, sometimes you go like, okay, they're this age. I think they're ready 
to watch this movie. Tim, this past yeah. weekend, you got to share a movie with your daughters. And from what I took from what you were telling me, they loved it. Can you tell the audience which movie it was and how it went down? So I've been rolling out, Tom, I've been rolling out movie after movie um, with my kids as they've gotten older. And there's there's definitely an age um uh, what, what, what am I looking for? What's the word? Like an age kind of like uh level right. for, for for most of these movies, right? So like a couple of years ago, I rolled out Princess Bride. Love Princess Bride, right? Yes. Be- Beethoven rolled it out to the kids. They loved it. Um, and most of the movies that I've rolled out have been like pretty good. But like, dude, this weekend, I sat down after I played golf with you on Saturday morning. I got back around you know, like one o'clock or something like that. And, uh, you know, my kids were like, kind of, yeah, let's kind of like watch a movie, dad, Let, let's chill. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. So we were looking for like, they wanted to watch Super Mario Brothers. And I was like, it's the new movie that's out. And right. Like, yeah. Dude, I've seen out on Super. I'm like, out on Super Mario Brothers. I know it's a good movie, but like, they've it's already right. seen it twice. They've already seen it twice. I'm like, let's try something different. And I was trying to think of like a cartoon movie, right? Something that's like kind of impactful, like maybe the little mermaid or something like that. And dude, you know what? It just popped in my head. I was like, it was either the Goonies or it was who framed Roger rabbit. And I threw on who framed Roger rabbit. And I'm telling you, Tom, I felt like a kid again. I felt like I was eight years old watching that movie, dude. It is fantastic dude from start to finish and my kids ate it up from from the time the opening credits started it's a movie ahead of its time so the director is robert zemeckis and he's the guy that does um he did i think i told you this he did um polar express polar express yeah, he has those movies that are like very like similar to that. I think he had a little bit to do with like Back to the Future too as well. But um, this is a movie in 1988 that has cartoon characters and legit like human beings, right? Acting acting together, right? And just seems like so synonymous. And it's like, dude it's it's unheard of like you don't see another movie like the late the next movie that you see like that is the movie do you remember the movie cool world cool world no i don't remember so that cool, cool world was another movie that was like kind of on like the same like kind, kind of plateau but like it's just it's just a different type of movie where like cartoon characters are interacting with human beings like real actors and it's just insane and my kids are like pointing out every single cartoon character that pops up on the screen. Oh, that's so and so, and that's so that's Betty Boop, and that's this, and that's that's Mickey, and that's Donald, and the Daffy Duck, and like just they were so engaged from the time it started till till it ended, and just the 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 movie plot, like the just the whole movie in general is just like is just awesome. Yeah, um, great cast. Now. Bob Hoskins and Christopher yeah. Lloyd and yep. Kathleen Turner, you said, played the voice of um, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit and yep. 
just like a ton of great, great talent in that movie. And there's something like so cool about share, like a movie that you loved. And like you said, it brought you back to like being a kid, but then seeing your kids love it is another thing because I pick some movies where we've put them on and they're like old movies that I loved and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, you know, this isn't like the best. And then like my kid likes it, but you knew it wasn't like a home run. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for example, yeah. Blank Check was that for me. I put on Blank Check for my Ooh. kid. Awful movie. Completely terrible. The kid liked it. The idea of Blank Check is great, but it was just an awful movie, and my kid wasn't wasn't digging it at all. And there's movies, and Tom, there's movies that hold up. Like Home Alone holds up. One right. and two hold up, right? Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, in my opinion, holds up. The Goonies holds up. Honey, I Shrunk it, the Kids is another one that I watched recently that holds up. Like I was like, this is such an entertaining movie. Yeah, I mean, there's there's movies like that that hold up, and then there's movies that just like just fall flat. It's, it's like, ah, eh, it doesn't really connect with like, you know, today's youth, and that's fine. But uh, you know, that's something that you know me and you hold on to, Tom. <laughs> like, you don't have to pass it down to your kids, right? They they're like, hey, this this movie blows. Um, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, for the most part, I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was awesome from start to finish. I rewatched it again, and I mean, the ending of the movie is great. Like, yeah. yeah, you remember me, yeah, <laughs> dude. And and you know what else is is pretty significant in that movie is I don't even know the company that came up with the movie. I forget who it was, but um. You have Disney characters, right? You have all Warner, different, like Warner different Brothers, Disney, Warner Brothers characters, all yeah. in the same movie, which is like, which is yeah. pretty impressive. It's really impressive to see Mickey and Donald, and then you have on the other end, um, Bugs you have, like, Bunny Eddie, and Bugs Bunny yeah. and Daffy Duck and like all these Elmer Fudd and all these other guys, right? And it's uh. It's just a really cool like dynamic, and uh, yo, know, if you have a chance and you're listening to the pod, definitely tune up uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit because it's a solid flick all the way through. Incredible movie, go check it out if you haven't seen it in a while and you're looking for something to watch, especially with your kids or just just even by yourself and you're looking to go down memory lane. Throw on Ra- Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and you're gonna love it, Tim. Real quick, a movie that I shared with my son this week, Hook. Now, he's five years old, going to be six in the middle of the summer. So I was like, is this too early to share Hook with him? It might still be a little bit early. But one thing I wanted to touch on that never gets old, or not never gets old, never gets easier to deal with, the death of Rufio. It's still just something that that I had to go through again. I noticed my son go, wait, what? What just happened? Did Rufio, you know, he was invested in Rufio, the coolest character maybe in the movie. And when, you know, looky, looky, I got hooky and then bop, bop, bop. All right. So hold on. I got a couple, like, a couple things to touch on Hook. Okay. Okay. Because Hook is, Hook is one of my, one of my all-time favorite movies. Mine too. First, first of all, stellar cast. You have Dustin Top Hoffman. Notch. Yes. Right. Dustin Hoffman is Captain Robin Hook. Williams. Robin Williams is Peter Pan. And who is Tink? Tinkerbell, Julie, Julie Roberts. Roberts. And then and even then, the kids. Hold on. Now, you also have a connection to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Oh, who yeah. Plays, He's uh, plays Smee. Hoskins. Bob Hoskins plays Smee. Yep. And, dude, it's it's just an awesome movie from start to finish. Again, I say this a lot. Um, but, dude, the Rufio, like, that, that, that whole scene is just like, I used this word before, macabre. Macabre. And it's like, it, the movie's PG, and you kill a kid in the goddamn movie. I know. Like, what is oh, Steven Spielberg thinking? Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, the whole movie is just about Neverland, and then all of a sudden, you just, you know, you wax Rufio? Like, God. I get, like, I look, I get Peter Pan taking over and crowing and all that stuff and taking Gwyneth over. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it, too. I forgot her. She she came on. She was Wendy as a kid when he's having the flash. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. She's I was like, I said to my wife, I said, you know who that is? She goes, who? I go, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, um, that scene, though, is rough, you know? Even the boo box is pretty rough for a five-year-old, you know? I remember not liking that when I was a kid, and then it was like. But it is, it is a phenomenal movie, though. One it's, of the best ever. It's fantastic. It's uh, It's got all the quotes. Click and uh, stick. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Easy. Easy Good. click and stick. No, 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 no. <laughs> we must play by Master Jack's rules. Uh run home, Smee, Jack. Smee, run Smee. home, Jack. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. They've got it backwards. Smee. Oh, dude, how good is Dustin Hoffman in that movie? What a, an actor that is just like totally. Not given the credit that he deserves. He's so good in so much stuff. But Captain Hook, he nailed Captain Hook. I'm going to do it this time, Smee. I'm going to do it. Don't stop me. Don't stop me, Smee. Don't stop stop me, me, Smee. What are you doing? Stop me. Stop me, Smee. I'm going to blow my head off. (laughs) (laughs) Give it old man his dignity back. (laughs) Uh, uh, What what else? What is there a world without Captain James Hook? (laughs) He's just bad. He never had a mommy. (laughs) Well, go check out both of those movies. Definitely great for the kids. Two classics given to you by Schmidt and Lavelle. Schmidt and Lavelle tested and approved. Tim, as we mentioned earlier, on my bachelor party, we went golfing and watched golf all weekend. So there's a couple things we wanted to touch on. First thing, I I noticed when I'm playing with my friends, what is the the code here for for golf where you're 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 putting in your score, you're doing this like so like for example, you said to me, Tom, what'd you end up shooting on that round? And you said like 90-ish, right? Now there were some holes where I had like a mulligan or I did this and that. I don't play too often. And so I said I could have shot anywhere from like a 93, 94 to a 91. I was like, I don't know. There were some things like as we were on the cart, I didn't really like add it up, but I don't really care what my score is, you know? Of course, unless I'm shooting a 70. But when you're when you're punching this into an app and you're trying to get a handicap and trying like I guess my question is, when you put down a score that's not your correct score, who are you really cheating? I mean, <laughs> What's the point? No, I mean, you're cheating yourself. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, there's people that play uh, and they play in serious tournaments and they need a handicap to play in these tournaments and things of that nature, which, yeah, I'm not going to get too serious on it. But like, look, dude, you're only cheating yourself if if you're cheating on the golf course. Right. Like, 
Um, I understand like like high handicappers, so guys that have just started out, right? Like that are that are um trying to figure their way through yeah, the golf course. It's tough, dude. It's tough. Like you don't want to put down a fucking 15 on a on a hole. Right. Like, you know, like well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. I will say when you're out there golfing, once you hit double par, just pick it up and we're we're moving on. You know, I don't I don't tell anyone unless it's for money, but like I'm just saying if you if you're at a 10 on a par five, all right, dude. You got a 10. Right. So here, here's here's what I'll say. The ultimate rule, right? And I'll say this for any golfer, okay? If you are just going out with your boys, okay? Standard procedure, okay? And if you want to keep the golf moving, you get one mulligan on the front, one on the back, okay? So right. you get two mulligans per day. And they only happen on the tee shots. And that's it. You don't take a mulligan on a putt. And no. you don't hold, and it's either on, it's either on, like usually, well, breakfast balls usually only happen on the first tee. That's it. That's why it's called a breakfast ball. It's the first tee shot of the day. Right. You get okay. there, maybe you haven't had a chance to warm up. You hit it bad. And it's like, let me take another swing. I just, I just rolled out of my car. Right. You know what I mean? So look, yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's a given. So like, look, if you're playing, if you're playing golf, right, and you say, all right. Look, we're doing breakfast ball rules. You only get one breakfast ball, and it happens on the first tee, and that's it. Okay, and right. that's it. So that's a different set of rules. Like, so that's it. You're playing one breakfast ball, and then you move forward. There's other. There's other. Another group of golf, golfers that just play. Hey, you get a mulligan on the front, you get a mulligan on the back, and that's it. Okay, right. And that's fine. So you get one mulligan on the front. And one mulligan on the back, and that's usually just a tee shot, and that's it. Listen, that those are the only the only rules of golf. You get double par, right? So right. if if the par is uh, three on that hole, the max you can take is a six. If it's four, the max you can take is an eight. If it's five, the max you can take is a ten. As soon as you hit that that threshold, you pick up and then you move on to the next guy. Then, right. to, I'm and sorry, that's the key the pace of play. That's to keep that's things it. moving. That's a standard procedure, and that's look. If you're, it's either one or the other, right? And like you can't, you you don't just pick and choose when you get a breakfast ball. You don't pick and choose when you get your breakfast when you get your mulligan or anything like that. It's a tee shot, and that's it. And just figure it out and move forward, dude. That's it. That's that's the way you play golf. Like people that fluff the ball in the fairway or, or, or in the rough and all that other stuff. Like, come on, man. Like just just play the ball where it lies. Well, Tim, for example, this on Sunday, I'm hung over as shit. I can barely feel my my hands, you know, on the putting green. I had no no I I, I didn't know what was going on. My t- there was no touch. So I hit one shot and it was laughable. Me and me and our, our buddy, we were playing, and it seemed like every time I hit a shot, my ball was landing in the worst possible spot that it could land. So I tee off, and I hit a nice drive, and I'm like, all right, that looks good. There are some bunkers up there, but I'm like, I, I don't think I reached the bunkers. We get up there. Not did only did it reach the bunker. It went through the bunker and then stopped on the lip above the bunker, <laughs> and this is on a hill. So... You know, I'm hungover as shit. No one really, I'm not even really keeping score at this point. But then it's like, 
you know, I don't move the ball. I could have just thrown it in the fairway and hit from there. Like, who gives a shit? I don't really care. But this was a chance for me to make a shot. Let me let me take a shot here, Tim. Let me tell you something. Your boy hit the shot of the day. Got a club, smacked it, boom. Put it 10 feet off the green right in front of the pin. I ended up parring that hole. There you go. Like my my few pars. And you That's were rewarded for time. You were rewarded for not moving that ball, right? Like, you probably would have moved it out to the fairway. And you probably would have chunked it. It probably would have rolled into another bunker or something like that. You would have lost the ball. It's just, look, just respect the game of golf. These guys on the PGA Tour, they call they call themselves out for, like, you know, the smallest things. For, hey, like, uh, this ball move when I was standing over it. Do I, do I incur a penalty? Like, it's the craziest shit. Like, golf, listen, golf is the dumbest fucking sport in the world. I I will be the first to admit it. The rules are fucking stupid, but guess what? The people that play the game, they respect the rules and they fucking adhere to them. And look, they're honest about the way they play the game. And I think you should respect the game just as as much as they do. So real quick, gimme's on gimme's on um or or gimme's allowed if if it's say it's a three foot putt, if it's for bogey. Okay, you know what I mean, or whatever. If you're if you're just playing quick, like let's go through the gimme rule. There's no gimmies on pars or or definitely not birdies. Now, if it's an inch away from the cup, clearly they just. But if it's a birdie, you're gonna walk up and tap it in anyways because that's a birdie. <laughs> Listen, it's all about your playing partner, right? Your playing partner can can make the determination, right? But like again, if you're in a match, it has to be the opposing playing partner. So like, if you're in a foursome. And your partner, the guy that you're playing with, says you're good. That that's not suffice. You have to wait until the other guy says, "Hey, you're good." Um, typically, I would say that you have to you have to put out pars. You have to put out birdies. You always put out birdies, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the it's the the rule of golf. Like you have to put these things out. Um, three footers can go either way, dude. We've seen in in the last championship in the U.S. Open, the three three footers are not guineas, especially with professional players. Um, <clears throat> so you have to finish those putts out. They say like has to be a putter length for you to get a gimme, but I mean it, it's all about the the people that you're playing with. If they decide to give you a force, uh, you know, a, a three foot putt, then they're they're pretty generous. All right, Tim. So then that's going to lead me to the U.S. Open and. It was a great tournament. It, it started off where it looked like the score was going to be really low, and then it seemed like the country club made some adjustments to try to keep it traditionally where the U.S. Open, you, you traditionally try to have a, a very tough course. And they seemed to make it very tough, not watering the greens, pin placement, different conditions that happened throughout the day. What were your overall thoughts of the U.S. Open and and how everything played out? I thought it was... So again, I am, I'm so big in the golf, Tom, as you know, um, I watch all the majors. I run pools for them. Um, and I'm very in tune with what's goes on, goes on with all these majors and what happened with Los Angeles country club, which is where the U S open took place this past weekend was kind of an anomaly because you saw guys go so low on Thursday, which was the opening round. Right. Um, 
you saw two guys, Xander Schauffele and Ricky Fowler, shoot eight under both, which set the record for low in a major in a in a um in a major. So they shot eight under par, which was the lowest in in a major ever. Any major which is crazy. In any major. Let alone the US Open, which is supposed to be the toughest test in golf. Right. So that was that was a big deal. And everyone started saying, Well, yeah, this course isn't really much and like it's not really that big of a test. And and then so they shot eight under and the winner ended up with a ten under score, I believe. Yeah. Finished ten Wyndham under Clark. Yeah. So and and a lot of it has to do with setup, but a, the other part of it has to do with the actual weather in the area. So, like, there was a marine layer that was laying over the course that kind of made the course soft for majority of the day on Thursday. On Friday, they had a little bit of that in the morning, which why the scores were so low in the morning. And then all of a sudden, the course started drying out, and it started getting fast. And the players couldn't hold the greens and it was just like it it was it was awesome it was it was it was incredible theater and for me watching Ricky Fowler up there in the lead was awesome to see because the dude has been an excellent golfer for his entire life he's always been a you know contributor in terms of you know top 15 top 20 player in the world um he kind of his game left him for a little while. He he finally has come back after two years, um, and has really started to play really good golf again. So him seeing him and seeing Rory playing at the top again, like you seen you saw all these guys, right? The, some of the best in the world, just playing at the top of their level, and it was just it was just such a a great U.S. Open to watch. Wyndham Clark, who came out of nowhere he just won a tournament uh i think last month um he's 29 years old the dude comes out of nowhere and just dude balls of steel the entire round on sunday making yeah par save after par save and yeah what he did on 18 he's dude he's he's up one stroke right and he just has to make par he's bogeyed the last two holes and he hits a great drive, puts it on the green, two putts from 60 feet, and secures the U.S. Open, which was just a fantastic ground, dude. It was just it was just excellent golf all the way through. Um, the winning score ended up being two, you know, 10 under, which was two strokes more off than the first day. Off the first day. So yeah. What'd you think of that uh West Coast uh time too? I loved it being later in the day for us to watch. I, I, I was, was great. I was I actually was not a fan of that. Um I hated it finishing so late. What I what I hated about LACC was which is Los Angeles Country Club was the fact that they limited so many spectators to that event. And that sucked because it didn't have the feel of any other major that you usually get, like the crowd around the greens and stuff like that. Um, birdies, yeah, were were nice, and like you heard a little bit of a roar, but like it wasn't similar to any other major that we've ever seen. And the LA Country Club is a prestige of prestigious type of course, and they've I think they only allowed like twenty two thousand spectators and. 
14,000 of those went to the members and 9,000 went to the general public, which is the general public is are the people that go and watch. You know, <laughs> get in the hole. No, they're yeah, the ones yeah. that go, get in the hole. Or, yeah. you know, Mash potatoes. potatoes yeah. All that other shit. Like, so like, yeah, those are the guys that, that usually make those tournaments. And it's unfortunate that, you know, it wasn't as loud and wasn't as fun. A lot of players complained about the, uh, the crowds too as well. Well, great tournament. Love the uh the outcome. And just a real quick thing, I was cheering for Ricky Fowler, and it did pop in my mind like, wow, if Ricky Fowler wins this tournament. I think that means Paige Sporanic is going to show her boobs to the world. Tim, we were sad to find out this weekend that that in fact is not true. That is a made up, fake news. Some meme that was created by some company that was put out there that gained traction that was never true. Paige Veronica, if Ricky Fowler does ever win a major, will not be showing her boobs to the world. Unfortunately, but we would love we would love to see them. Yes, obviously. At, at some point, if someone wins a major, Paige, if I win a major, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Because I do play in the mini masters every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, if Tim Schmidt wins the mini masters, so Paige Sporanic. <laughs> mm. All right, Tim. Well, unfortunately, the Phillies have just lost their game, which will put them eight and three in their last eleven games. This is a big series going against the Braves this weekend, and then after that, I believe they have the Mets. Is that right? Yeah, back to back. Braves and then Mets. I would love to just win either or both of these series um big weekend going ahead we need to hit there's some players that need to step up tim any other any other comments about the phillies right now or so that yeah i mean the phillies have been on <clears throat> on fire which is the reason why i'm nice. wearing, wearing a shirt um the pitching has come around starting pitching specifically um and we're getting hitting from from pretty much most of the lineup, um, the power numbers aren't there for Trey Turner and for for Bryce Harper. Um, I'd like to see a lot more RBIs and home runs from those guys, but for the most part, I mean, Schwarber's having his his typical June. Um, it's it's Hoagie at Schwarber Fest now at uh, at Wawa. So, <clears throat> I mean, they're 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 playing well. Um, they they just got to keep on stringing these wins together. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Ranger, Ranger Suarez pitched six six innings tonight, one run, and then some journeyman Jeff Hoffman came in and gave up three runs. So, uh, whatever. But regardless, they've been playing. Ranger really good seems baseball. to be back on track, though. Yeah. I've liked where he's at. His ERA, his WHIP is down much more than when we talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. It seems like our guys are starting to come around. These are two big series. We we beat up on the teams that we should have beat up on. I mean, you go to Oakland, you better beat the Athletics. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah, you go it's... to Detroit, you better win. And you know, so well they did take they did take three or four from Arizona, which is the best team in in, right. uh, in the West. So I mean, you got to tip your cap to them. But like for the most part, um, yeah, like you said, they're handling their business and and seeing seeing the A's. Uh, is a healthy dose of of good baseball medicine to get your team right. So that's right. All right. So Phillies, let's hope we can do something with this weekend and this week moving forward. Win a couple of those series. Bad start, but let's see if we can win the next two, hopefully, from the Braves. Tim, 
Father's Day was this past weekend. Happy Father's Day to you, my friend. I Same hope to you, you buddy. a good Father's Day. And we'd like to wish a happy Father's Day to all the dads out there that listen to our show. We appreciate you listening. And we we know what it's like to be a dad. It's the best thing in the world, but it's it's probably uh one of the more challenging things you're ever going to do in your life. I don't know how else to say it, but it's the most rewarding thing too. Love our kids. Love every minute I get to spend with them. Anything you want to say to all the dads out there, Tim? Uh, just keep doing your thing, dude. Um, <clears throat> especially the single dads out there, dude. Like, like, hey, stick with it. I know. Uh, I know. Sometimes it can be challenging, but yo, listen, show up and deliver every single every single day. Let the kids know that you're there, and uh, that's that's what's most important. So, Amen, Tim. On that note, we're going to get to our final segment of the show, which is Name mm. That Episode. Would you like me to go first, or would you like to to come up with an episode name? It's called, uh, Let's Go Potty. Tommy, want to go potty. <laughs> Let's go party. Tommy, want to go party. Tom's... 40th birthday fiasco? Mm. Tom's mom is proud of him. <laughs> um gotta be something <laughs> with my with my birthday, I think, you know. A 40th to remember. This 40s for you. <laughs> Ooh, that's not bad. You like that? This 40s for you? Uh, yeah, I mean that could be yeah. Uh, that yeah. could be good. This how about this fortieths for you? Not this buds for you. No. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you are liking what we're doing, please give us a like, a share, uh, tell your friends, tell your family. As Comment. we said last week, tell uh, the person you know that has the most followers to start following us. We're building a following, particularly on Instagram. We enjoy uh, everyone that's been you know, interacting with all of our, our content now that we're influencers now. So please keep it up and tell anyone you can about it. Thank you very this one, much. This one's for BB. This one's for BB. And what about Chad? Nah, Chad's out. Chad's out. BB's in. BB, that one's for you, buddy. We appreciate you listening. Till next time, this is Schmidt and Lavelle. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you later. <laughs>